This is the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, February 7th. Corey, we have wrestling on the docket tonight. Yeah, I guess so, huh? Yeah. Uh, triangular tonight, Wadena Deer Creek is going to host Fergus Falls and Pelican Rapids. This was actually on the schedule for like a week ago. Yeah. Um, initially, to start the season. And I remember way, way, way back at the beginning of the uh, at the beginning of the winter sports season, starting to put together the calendar, and I sent uh, 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 picked a few dates out and sent the schedule out, and um, Mr. Gallant responded back to my email in I don't know roughly thirty seven and a half seconds, and he goes. Uh, that wrestling date's already been moved. Push it back to uh, uh, Tuesday the 7th. Like, okay. So, I, I, okay. So, great. Sounds good. So, anyway, um, it is, it's not the original date planned for this date, for, for this wrestling, but it kind of is. Yeah. Because it was changed in, like, November or something. So, anyway, yeah, it's a Wadena Deer Creek hosting Pelican Rapids and Fergus Falls. It'll be a triangular, obviously, and it's on 105.9 FM, the Superstation K106. Kyle Gilseen, Dan Lawson will be there for all of the action and uh, should be fun. We're we're talking late season wrestling now, right? So it's our it's our final tune-ups and making sure we're sharp as as that postseason stuff is right around the corner. Exactly. We were just talking about this yesterday off air Corey's that we're starting to get into that kind of winter sports playoff season because wrestling is ramping up. They had the Park Region Conference meet over the weekend, and now they have some meets, like you said, trying to ramp up into that postseason play. And then all of a sudden wrestling will get going, then all of a sudden we'll have section and state wrestling, and then before you know it, girls basketball playoffs, boys hockey playoffs, and then boys basketball playoffs. And then all of a sudden we're dang near into March. So this month of February flies by. Section girls hockey is playing tonight. Really? It's on. So it's girls on. hockey is always very early. Very early. And yeah, so it's happening. It's yeah. it's happening. That was a little celebrity death matchy, wasn't it? Yeah. Let's get it on. Let's get, bring it on. Kind of kind of kind of vibe. Yeah. Good catch on that one. That's awesome. That was an unintentional uh reference. So anyway, go wrestling. Go wrestling, go. What else we got today? Anything? Uh, well, it's kind of a boring, no nothing day. Well, no, no. I think based on Vikings social media yesterday, I think you would have thought that they uh, that they won the Super Bowl because they got Brian Flores to be the new defensive coordinator. You know what? <laughs> That's a really good point, and I would like to take this opportunity to formally um, apologize to Mike Pettin, who I congratulated. We congratulated as getting the job. It certainly felt like. This was not going to be anybody but Patton. Was this not a surprise to you when you saw the news? It certainly was for me. It surprised me that it just happened in the middle of the afternoon. There was no, I don't know if they interviewed him initially. There was no like secondary interview. You thought maybe he would take another interview with the Cardinals first before going to the Vikings, but he must have had an inkling that the Cardinals weren't going to hire him or that he looked at that job and was like, man, I don't want that one. Let me bide my time for next year uh, and, and see what happens. So. Yeah, I think there's a read between the lines in this situation a little bit. The Vikings defense 
has not been good for a couple of years. They do have some players. That is true. Yeah. I don't know who's coming back, who's not coming back. We might not know that until April, yeah. right? Uh, or thereabouts. Late, mid-March. Mid-March, um, uh, just before the draft. Mm-hmm. That being said, it's it's that or hitching your wagon to Kyler Murray. And right now... Hitching your wagon to Kyler Murray's scary. And by the way, that Cardinals defense, just as bad as the Vikings. So If all he has to do is get the, this Vikings defense to average in the next season, and he can be a head coach somewhere again. Exactly. Well, and that's the thing. is Some people can look at this and say, well, like, cynically, he's just here to get up, work up the ladder, and next year he could very well be gone as a head coach. How do you build a defense and how do you build an identity if you have three coordinators and three seasons if you're Kevin O'Connell? But if you're the Vikings, they're still trying to win, it feels like. Bringing in Flores seems like that's kind of a move. But I think it's the same thing with... um with I'm trying to think in baseball, there's the analogy of like if Byron Buxton hits all of his incentives, he'll make... 30 million instead of only 10 million. It's like, well, if he does that, everybody's going to be thrilled because it means that good things happen to lead up to that point. So if Brian Flores ends up leaving in a year to become a head coach, that doesn't bother me at all because it means that the Vikings had a good year the year before. Yeah, it's um uh it gets a little tired sometimes. Coaches and this is especially true in the NFL. You hear it in other sports also. But coaches and players all the time say it's it's one game at a time, right? Mm-hmm. One play at a time, one game at a time, one day at a time. Whatever iteration you've heard, in the NFL, they really, really, truly believe it. And this is one of those instances where, as a fan, it sometimes gets scary because all fans have is context. Mm-hmm. And context can only go backwards. It can't go forwards. So you project the backwards stuff forward does that make sense yeah and it's really easy to go well great if he's good he's gone first of all stop living your life that way it's depressing secondly this is a good reminder to just live in the moment like all you all that the vikings have now is next season right it's why this past season was so darn fun turns out you're really good at living in the moment when it's good yeah but sometimes living in the moment will protect you from being like yeah but what if he leaves in a in a season to go be the head coach of the of the whoever's gonna suck next year because someone's gonna be bad right Mm -hmm. the Detroit Lions or something like when they whatever who cares who cares to your point you're exactly right who cares just let him be the defensive coordinator for a year and wherever it goes it goes if it ends up being awesome, he leaves. Great. If he ends up sucking, that's too bad for us. Well, good news is the Vikings showed they have president to fire a guy after one yeah. season. Well, I mean, and this is with the Vikings throughout the year, and I was one of those people who it felt like after a while, it's like, man, this thing is going to come crashing down. But then you also have to look on the flip side. That team won 13 games, and in, in the middle when they had like nine wins in the middle of November – it was like, hey, like we need to appreciate this a little bit because this doesn't come around too often. You yeah. see it, you see it in the Twins all the time with a good player, and they go, "Well, they're going to trade him for prospects, probably." But like, enjoy yeah. Luisa Rice while he was here, like the kind of a deal. You know, it's funny because there are uh, uh, Luisa Rice is a really funny example too because I'll take another, um, 
middle infielder in the Twins history. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of people could successfully argue that the Twins didn't take advantage of trading him at the peak of his powers. And one thing that's really hard to imagine as a fan Mm -hmm. is when the players are the best players on your team, it doesn't mean that they don't exist kind of all over the place. And this example is, of course, Brian Dozier. Yeah. Right? That the Twins had multiple, multiple opportunities to trade him when he when he was at his highest value, and they elected not to, which is also fine, by the way. I love Brian Dozier. I get emotionally attached to players, too. <laughs> I'm not – I got – you heard me talk about the Arise thing before. I love that guy. It, it stinks that he's gone. Major. Um, uh, emotionally, just for my own baseball fandom. You know what I mean? But also, you can't the, – the Twins got – the haul that they thought they needed in return. They could have gotten a haul in return for Brian Dozier. They didn't do it. Sometimes you just have to you you have to see the writing on the wall. Like if you're going to start next season and reflect on the year before and be like, "Oh, Brian Dozier, a career year last year." I don't know if you know this about career years. There's a, you only have one of them. You only have a career year when it's all said and done. So if that's what you think is the peak, I, uh, I don't. Anyway, the point is the Vikings. I, I went all over the place, and I apologize. The point is the Vikings have a new defensive coordinator, Yay! <laughs> and the thing with Brian Flores, he has he ran a four three in Miami, but he also has experience with a three four because sure. he was a Belichick guy for a very long time. That's right. So he's a part of the Bill Belichick coaching tree, and. With that, I've heard somebody say this, and I think it's correct. Don't necessarily look at it as a 4 3 3 4 because teams play a lot of nickel coverage where they end up having two linebackers and five defensive backs, yeah. hence the term nickel. Yes. Anyways, so it's more of the philosophy of how do you like to attack? And Ed Donatel said, we will never attack ever. We're not blitzing at all, especially not on first down. Right. Whatever. Brian Flores is the exact opposite of that. In terms of pressure, he's basically Mike Zimmer. They they are one of the most blitz-happy... The Miami Dolphins, under Brian Flores, were one of the most blitz-happy teams in the NFL. Yep. And it'll occasionally leave your team to get gashed for a big play, but at the same time, you also have the ability to create a lot of big plays. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the Vikings play the Giants. (laughs) I tried not to. They got gashed a few times there too. Yeah. <laughs> so and yeah. R.I.P. That defense. Something too to mention is Brian Flores has a lot of uh, ability as a scout. That's also how he got his start. Is he worked in the scouting department for Belichick as well? So his ability to identify defensive talent is going to be huge this coming draft because that's really going to be the thing. Is this defense needs to get younger. And they need to get some bodies in here, and they need to start developing some guys. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bo- <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's I mean that's my take on on Brian Flores. I have no idea if he'll be a good defensive coordinator or not. I have absolutely no idea. But he's a former head coach. He has experience. I he plays a defense that I particularly like to watch and think works in the NFL. As I stand here talking on the radio, but 
You, you know, know I, it, there's a... I have no idea if it's going to work or not, but I think that on paper this is a good move. There's a play-to-win mentality, and there's a play-to-not-lose mentality. And it seemed like the defense of last year played to not lose. Yeah. If you're going to lose, get beat. You know what I'm... Like, don't... Go- Go Don't, down swinging. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly right. At least get your punches in. So, uh, yeah, I'm totally I'm totally in on it. But also, to be fair, <laughs> uh, who knows? Like, it's what? Uh, Maybe hiring Mike Pettin is the right move. Would have been the right move after all. We It's like we talked about with Kevin O'Connell last year. We're like, we have no idea if this guy's going to be a good coach or not. We just see this, what he's done before. And like you said, try and project it forward and see what happens so indeed time time will tell we'll see how this factors in throughout the offseason skull baby but Corey, speaking of the nfl tom brady announced his retirement last week on the beach yes rest in peace (laughs) and that beach somebody took a jar of sand from that beach yeah and is trying to auction it off for a hundred thousand dollars i saw that what what who, first of all, was it the was it the sand and the part of the beach he was standing on, or did the guy go like a mile down and just grab a jar of sand? That's a great question. I think I I think he's convinced it's the sand. Like I think like it's, his feet, his footprints were there. Yeah, I mean it's like within probably he. I think the guy is convinced like it's within like you know like a ten by ten area. Interesting. I know. Very oh, so cool. I Tom I, Tom Brady. You ready to more? What would you do to your wife if you just like, hey man, I mortgaged, I mortgaged our house twice over to get a jar of sand that Tom Brady once stood on? She would not be happy about that if I did that. But also, I'm gonna be honest with you, I oh, I'm trying to find the things that I care less about than than retirement sand. You know what I mean? Yeah, there that is so. This is so stupid. <laughs> but yet there's some people who are willing to buy this. Good for them. I'm more power to, you know what? You f- I wish I loved anything as much as the person who buys this is going to love that sand. Ugh. Anyway, Super Bowl Sunday coming up this week. <laughs> You're not in? You're no, not buying it? I'm not in. Not Would in. You, what's, what? I wouldn't even buy it for $10. It's a jar of sand. How about like... Let's see, I'm trying to think. What other things would have been involved in this retire? Like, how about the flip-flops he was probably carrying in his hand? Because, <laughs> you know, he wasn't walking through the sand in flip-flops. That's no. that's that's treacherous work. You carry your flip-flops. Would you, would you buy a flip-flop? Would you buy a Tom Brady retirement flip-flop? No. Hmm. If he offered them to you, would you take them for free? I mean, yeah, but that's just because I, I mean, it's free. Because you'd sell them? Yeah. <laughs> but also, how do you have any idea? How would any, you need to get him to like notarize it or something. How do you, how do you have any authenticity? That's a good point. Behind it. Would Same you, thing with the sand. Would you take, you know, the weird like halfway buttoned up shirt that he was wearing? Mm. Would you buy it? Would you buy it? Uh, no, because I feel like I wouldn't even buy it for retail because he shops at different places than I yeah, do. Yeah, that that shirt costs more than my rent. Did he get it at Target? Because then, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is he gonna sign it? Is he gonna? Yeah, great point. It, and by the way, if he is gonna sign it, I'm gonna give it away here at the radio station. Just saying, if Tom Tom Brady, if you're listening, um, give me some stuff. I'll give it away at the radio station. Yeah, for for the for the children. Or 
or I'll sell it on Facebook Marketplace for the <laughs> for the children's college funds for the ch- <laughs> for the children's college funds. Yeah, I don't know. Do we have anything else important to talk about? Do we ever? No. Nah. Especially not today. No. Well, wrestling, but I mean, outside of that. Um, yeah. I'm excited to make uh, excuse me flow commercials or uh, or or references about Brian Flores. Yeah. And Dumb and Dumber. Like, what's the soup du jour? It's the soup of the day. Mm, that sounds good. I'll have that. <laughs> I got to go. This has been the morning sports desk for Tuesday, February 7th on KWAD.